1: Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forums All About Real Estate Edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to recognize Denim Marketing for being our show sponsor. At Denim Marketing, we work to make your marketing a comfortable fit. So give us a call if you're looking for a new marketing partner. We'd love to work with you sales is what we're talking about today. It is a hot topic with the market cooling. The last few years have been like drinking through a fire hose. And I think what we've discovered is that some of our sales agents don't really know what to do when the going gets tough. So I'm joined in studio today by Kimberly Mackey. She's a great friend of mine and a wonderful sales trainer and business coach. And she's going to help talk about what agents can do and what you can do with your business to be more successful. Kimberly, the Chief Customer Experience Officer with New Homes Solutions. So, welcome to the show, Kimberly. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Happy that you're here. Take a few minutes, and for our audience that doesn't know about you, tell them a little bit about your background. Absolutely. So,
2: Um, I like to say that I'm the person that uh, people call when they want sales to be the engine to drive the train rather than running it off the tracks. So what I do is I actually work with businesses behind the scenes. I make sure that all of their systems, policies, procedures, uh, everything supports the sales process in addition to training on the sales process, of course. So I do a lot of operational things too. So it keeps it confusing and uh, makes my life interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people don't know that. So you know, anything else you want to add about new home solutions? So, Well, um, I started the business in 2007, which, of course, was a great time to
2: uh, start a business in home building. Nowhere to go um, but up. Nowhere to go but up. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so I've been at this uh, for for quite a while now. Uh, out on on my own. Before that, I worked for a uh, large regional and national builders. And uh, I've kind of been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I've, uh, I've done uh, everything you can think of in the home building industry, including building homes. So uh, I really have been there operationally on, on that side, as well as the sales and marketing side.
1: Yeah. Well, we are lucky to have you in the industry. Aww. So... We got back, I guess, about a month ago from the Builder Show and, you know, lots of talk there again about, you know, goals and accountability and what's going to happen this year. I know you've got a program that you work on and work with with builders called Traction. Tell us a little bit about Traction for Builders.
2: Absolutely. So, uh, and I was excited to present twice at the Builder Show. Love the, the energy and the excitement around this topic. Um, as builders, we spend so much time firefighting. And for years, I've said, well, you know, if you want to stop fighting fires all the time, maybe you should stop starting them. <laughs> so, I mean, it seems simple, right? right. Uh, but the, rea- the reality of that is it does require us to kind of stop that. That's the key word in that sentence and plan our business. And, you know, I've been working with builders for years on this. So when I read Gino Wickman's book, which is called Traction, I just went, this is exactly what I have been saying. So Traction is the EOS model or the entrepreneurial operating system. And it requires us to really break down our business into bite-sized chunks. And then we set up scorecards and measure accountability in order to measure the business. But when it's in these bite-sized chunks, it's so much easier to manage Because now you know what you're looking for and data doesn't lie. That's really the big thing is that, you you know, people can give you excuses. We can justify things in our own mind, but your data doesn't lie when you're measuring the right things.
1: Yeah. And it's so much easier when you break it down in bite-sized pieces. Think of it. I always think about the little mini candy bars, the little teeny, you know, minis you get in the Hershey's bars and all of that. And, you know, I guess this is a terrible analogy, but think of how easy it is to sit down and eat four or five or six of those versus... say, Do I have to stop eating at (laughs) one? (laughs) (laughs) And not be, you know, it's like kind of guilt-free as opposed to the huge giant chocolate bar that you know is so many more calories. But it's so much easier, you know, and when things are little teeny steps, it's easy to check, check. Check, check those off your list instead of looking at this one insurmountable task. So I love that. And I know you really like to focus on data, which I think is kind of surprising and good because, you know, a lot of people in sales, I think, want to talk about, you know, the training and the process and what the person needs to be saying and not necessarily the data that goes behind all of that. What's the traction scorecard and how do you use it to help your builders?
2: So, yeah, so Traction focuses on the vision of the company, the people, the issues, um, you you plan, you do your rocks and your goals. And, you know, so we we set all of those things, we set our processes into place, but where it all comes together is the data. So since our, we're limited on time today, yeah, thank you. I, w- I would like to just focus on that scorecard and the data and the measurability of of it all. Um, I've talked for years about my success formula, which is super easy to remember. It's 10, 5, 2, 1. So while it is important for our salespeople to learn the critical path, to spend the time rapport building, um, the numbers of the things that our salespeople do each and every week can cause us to have predictability in what our conversion rate is going to be. So that 10 stands for, and it's interesting now because we're getting back to that number for for a while there. And you know the anomaly we've had in the uh, the tidal wave we've experienced the last couple of years. you saw somebody, you sold them a home if you had a home to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not uh, what we're seeing today. So now you need about ten prospects each and every week. Now that number can be scalable, and that number depends on the the price product position and the ability of the salesperson. So all of those things matter. I've got some, uh, a builder in, in Rochester, New York that I like to talk about all the time because we're doing a happy dance if we see three traffic units a week, that that's big, 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 but they come in much further into the funnel. They mm-hmm. They know the process. They're all local people. They know the builder really well. Like it's just a very different experience. But for most of us, we, we are getting those people who are at the top end of the funnel again because they missed out on the last couple of years. So it's probably going to take you seeing 10 every single week. And those are just the people who cross your threshold and or you have an appointment with them on Zoom because we know we are still doing virtual appointments. They're not a, a web lead. They shouldn't be confused with a web lead that we haven't met with yet. Um, maybe your OSC had, had a phone conversation with them and scheduled an appointment for you, but you wouldn't count them for a salesperson until that salesperson actually has that either first appointment with them or right. meets them for the first time.
1: So these are these 10 people are all people that are coming in your sales center, real live bodies, not just over the phone, not just on your website. Those are 10 real appointments.
2: In my world, even the UPS guy and the FedEx guy count at some point. You can only count them once, but (laughs) I do think they should be counted. Everybody should get registered, so for sure. And then the five in the 10-5-2-1 are five first appointments that each on-site salesperson needs every single week. So if you are sitting down with an appointment, now let me define appointment for those who've forgotten what that means. It's a date, (laughs) a time, and a place it's not sometime on Saturday. It's not stop by, I'll be here on Sunday from one to five. No, it's a date, a time and a place. It's not, I'm just
1: dropping by. It's not, I saw your sign. Okay.
2: Exactly. Yes. So we should measure with our salespeople that they are, how many first appointments they have, but not only how many first appointments they have, what do they plan to accomplish? Based on their initial qualifications that they've done with that buyer while they were setting up that appointment.
1: Right.
2: So what's the plan for those first appointments? So sales managers, it's important because, you know, these are skills that got really rusty over the past few years. And we've hired a lot of people since, let's say, 2018. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably most of our salespeople started in this industry in 2018. They've never even experienced a normal market.
1: Right. Well, and they may not have even had sales training, at least, you know, to the (laughs) extent that, you know, some of the older sales people have had. And I think, and to the extent that what we're starting to see happen again, because again, you know, when you've got 400 leads coming in a month, you know, it's a lot easier to sell something than, you know, if you have 200 or 100 or 50 or whatever those numbers have, you know, dropped down to. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and that focus for the salesperson. Now, here's something sales managers are going to be doing happy dances in the street when I make this statement, but I believe that salespeople need to drive 50% of their own traffic. What? Salespeople are going, okay, tuning out now. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, We don't like these two ladies anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Hang on there, salespeople, because when there's a reward for this, when you drive your own traffic, through realtor traffic, through referrals, uh, through community involvement, you're also much more likely to convert that because it's a warm lead. So, right. and it's coming to you a little further into the funnel. So, it's a, it's a much more comfortable process. So I always encourage salespeople. And once they start to do this, then they they reap the rewards of that. and they And they start to see that, hey, this is a whole lot better than just sitting around here waiting on walk-in traffic.
1: Well, it makes perfect sense. It's probably the same as in your business. You know, if you refer a client to me or I refer a client to you, it's, pretty much a done deal if they've got the budget and they want to move forward, right? As opposed to if they come in off of a Google search to the website or, you know, somewhere they haven't met us or don't have that warm referral, it could take, you know, six months to a year to turn them into a contract versus you've got a pretty good shot at getting them on board in 30 to 45 days otherwise. So it makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very, and, and really we're we're getting back to that relationship based cell no. and and for me that that's my happy place because i think it's really cool the people that we get to help and i think it's really cool what we do and how we are helping build generational wealth we're helping to provide that that home in, and think about how much home means and i know it sounds cliche but truly when you really think about it i mean it's it's really awesome what we get to do for living. I tried to leave this business, believe me. Uh, <laughs> 2009, I was like, well, I need something. No, it sucked me right back in because I'm exactly where I need to be. And there isn't anything as cool out there, at least for me. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we, so if we have our five first appointments, we have a plan for those first appointments. Here's the thing. You won't be able to convert everybody on a first appointment. I wish you could, but that's not reality. So on that first appointment, we are either going to close for our next appointment or the next step in the process, which of course requires that you know what your steps to the sale are, <laughs> or we're going to close the sale. So we're always closing for something, whether it's closing for the next appointment or closing for the sale, obviously, if we can. So that's going to be where your two comes in, because every week you should also have two be back appointments, Mm -hmm. be back being our vernacular that we use for someone who's previously been to our community. So, but we, we don't want them to just happen back in. I mean, accidental be backs are okay. We'll take them. It's not like we're going to turn them away and go, Oh, sorry. You didn't have an appointment. But the ideal scenario is that we've scheduled uh, an on purpose be back appointment, uh, which then again, gives us another opportunity to close for the sale. We can't close for the sale. We're closing for that next step in, in there. And that should be pretty obvious than what the one stands for. So that's one sale a week. So if you have these numbers, the 10, the five, the two, and the one, we're measuring them week in and week out. We're looking, we're really analyzing what happened if we missed it. Here's what happens. One sale a week. And in my world, salespeople get vacation. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, I have them back. And if they if they hung in you know, there, they're with us now. They like me again. Salespeople people get vacation. So if they get a two week vacation, then that's 50. There's still 52 weeks in a year, right? We didn't change that in the last two years. Nope. Oh, good. Phew, something was constant. <laughs> uh, so if we have, if we have 52 weeks in the year, we take two weeks vacation and we get one sale every week. That leaves 50 sales a year. That's
1: pretty impressive.
2: Pretty and it works. I don't want to hear, oh, well, I'm in, you know, Podunkville, uh, Arkansas, or I'm here over here in, in Scatterville, Ohio. I mean, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter where you are, this formula works. The 10 can be a little squishy depending on your market. The five, the two, and the one you got to have. So if you want 50 sales a year, before and even before walk-in traffic, but 50 sales a year. This is what you got to do week in and week out. And that's what's going to go on our scorecards for our traction. Right. So I use a platform called 90io. It's 90.io and it's uh, I can send anybody a link if the, if they want it. Um it's it's an inexpensive platform. It just helps to organize everything. It's an app, online app. We put all our data in there. We organize everything. And then numbers don't lie. They're either red or they're green. Did we hit our numbers? Did we hit our goals? And it's super easy to see that right in front of our face.
1: Sounds fantastic.
2: Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and
0: expertise.
2: Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, denim marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim Marketing is the market leader in creating quality, original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770 383 Three three six zero or email Carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how denim marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and
1: other marketing needs. Well, I've heard you say before that you can predict sales and you know closings based on these metrics. You know, how is that possible? You know, when I
2: first got into this business, I was fortunate, to, and uh, I trained with some of the best and the brightest. And the Chuck Shin, uh, a great mastermind in this industry, uh, he was—he was the person who who taught us about even flow building and the even and the benefits of the even flow building process. And I used to have debates with him, and I'm like Chuck, I, I love this. I hold I, this whole cash flow—that all makes sense to me. But the problem is, how do you even flow sell? Well, the key is you can even flow sell if you do these metrics week in and week out. So it will take a little ramp up time for you to get there. It's not, oh, I got 10 prospects this week and now every this has to be consistent and over time. But it it works. It absolutely and the beautiful thing is because if we're focused on building referrals, we're building our our realtor database uh, and not trying to do millions of, of realtors out there it actually gets easier. So we have to, we just get the momentum going because
0: mm-hmm.
2: an object in motion stays in motion until met with an equal or greater force. So just stay in motion. It's the, the energy comes in trying to ramp it up.
1: Right. But right. but
2: once it's in place and you keep it going, it, it just kind of becomes what you do. So you can predict
1: your sales. Absolutely. And you know, I imagine there's a little bit of time, you know, that's involved in getting traction set up. And Maybe there's a little bit of time involved in training sales reps what they need to be doing as far as to get the 10, the 5, the 2, and the 1, right? Absolutely. But, you know, what would you say is the most important thing for builders you know, who are interested in approving accountability and predictability to do? Start. Just start, get started. <laughs>
2: Get started, and you know, it's it it truly is, more. <laughs> no, yes, that's the thing. Everybody's like, well, I'm going to do this. Uh, okay, things will be slower in the summer. Things will be slower in the, no, they're never slower. Start now. It's always a good time, you know, to, to get this started. And I know that's, again, that's the painful part is just getting it started. But once you do, it, it's amazing. So we start with defining our roles with our people. And actually setting up an accountability chart, including our minimum expectation with our sales team and what we expect of them. And, you know, and then we're we're training them, but we're also, you know, really looking at, you know, what we need out of them. Because, again, sales has to be the engine that drives the train. Uh, without the sales, we don't have the admin jobs. We don't have the construction job. And like, everything else goes away.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I always say, goal without a plan is just a wish. So there you go. You know, accountability, goal, whichever one you want to use, it's really the same thing. And you're not going to get there without a roadmap. Or you might get there if you're super lucky in, in the last two or three years. But you know, today you probably need a little bit more of a plan, a little bit more accountability.
2: Well, even if you have that home run community, I mean, you know, your next one might not be right. So go ahead and set this up. The other advantage of having a system like this is that then you are able to define your customer experience. Mm -hmm. You're able to define that vision and and make sure that each salesperson understands what you expect your customer's experience to be and each superintendent to understand. So everybody starts to understand their role and how it ties together. But this is the beginning of it uh, when we start with, with our vision and our people with traction, and then we start tracking things because just because we like somebody, we know they've got a lot of stuff going on in their life. You know, it, it, it that's that's unfortunate that stuff is going on in people's lives, but without sales, you know, our companies are just not going to make it. They're not going to survive a normalizing market because they just they're not they were set up during the past craziness, and they're they're we're not going to we're not going to be able to ride that through. So right. we've got to get smart about this business. And now is the time. Yesterday was great, but today is is, is just as good. So let, let's get it started now so that regardless of what the market conditions are, you're prepared for it.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get some traction going, huh? Get, get some, some traction. Absolutely. Yeah. Well- I imagine there's we've got some listeners who'd like to get more information on you and want to get more information on Traction. So how can they get more information on you and New Homes Solutions?
2: It's not hard. So they can go to newhomesolutions.com, two S's in the middle, one at the end. They can contact me from there. They can email me at info at newhomesolutions.com. They uh, then find me on LinkedIn. Just Google me. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy Google. to find Kimberly Mackey uh, in, in the home building industry. So reach out to me. I'm happy. I do a one hour free consultation. There's absolutely no obligation. I can just give you some pointers. So if you mm-hmm. want to, you know, a, a DIY, great. I can. I'll, I, I'm happy to recommend the book Traction by Gina Wickman. Uh, happy to to give you the info for for ninety IO and you know, kind of get you started on your way. And if you, you need somebody to help you through that, I'm I'm happy to help you.
1: Excellent. And they can also tune into our sales and marketing power hour. Of Colleen, course. I guess it's the next one. Let's see. We just did one earlier this month. So is our next one in April?
0: I have to right, look. I guess it April. is. I
1: don't have the dates at hand, but um, you all can find that. We've got a sales and marketing power hour Facebook group. So I'd like to encourage everybody to join that. And you can find out, you know, when all of our sales and marketing power hours are and even suggest topics.
2: And in addition to asking questions and just taking part in the conversation, there's always a lively conversation going on on there. Sometimes Absolutely. just fun stuff to and sometimes deeper polls and and deeper topics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, I'm going to say this is a wrap for this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I want to thank Kimberly Mackey with New Home Solutions for joining me in studio today. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. On behalf of our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, there's lots of opportunities to follow and interact with Atlanta Real Estate Forum. You can follow us on Facebook. You can sign up for our newsletter at atlantarealestateforum.com. You can continue to listen to these podcast conversations by subscribing for free on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And then some of our episodes like this one are on YouTube. So you can also go to YouTube and click on that little notification bell at the top right so you don't miss anything as they come live on YouTube. If you are interested in participating in the show, contact me um, via email at carol at denimmarketing.com. And again, thank you for listening. I look forward to seeing you right here again next week.
0: Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog, and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app.